Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Kittredge, who, when you go back to prior to his Tommy John, was you know one of the more elite relievers in the game. So, you know, certainly uh, trying to get him on the upswing, and uh, um, hopefully uh, he can eat some important innings for us in the bullpen. Today's Cardinals report is brought to you by Renner Garage Door, R-E-N-N-E-R, forward and back, family-owned and top-rated, RennerDoorSTL.com. We are going to the Quiver River Electric guest line today. Let's bring in our guy, Matt Pauley. We just heard from uh, John Mosaloc, president of baseball operations for the Cardinals, and now we talk to Matt Pauley, host of Sports Open Line, and our uh, Countdown to Opening Day show, which happens on Thursday evenings. Matt Pauley, what's up? Not much. How are you guys? Hey, great. Your thoughts on the acquisition the Cardinals made? I really like it. Um, you, you took a guy that you basically got for nothing from Cleveland. You were able to spin one good month from him into a guy who's got a really solid track record. I guess the only question mark on him is the fact that uh, he is coming off Tommy John surgery, but he appeared in 14 games and pitched pretty well at the end of the season last year, so that's a that's another good step forward for him. There's a lot, you know, most guys come back from Tommy John surgery just fine, especially once you uh, get into that first normal offseason. So his last full season before Tommy John was 2021. He was an all-star. He strikes guys out. He's got a great out pitch. Uh, I really, really, really like this move for the Cardinals. Andrew Kittridge is the guy we're talking about who is a right-handed reliever. How how does he fit in the bullpen uh, with this particular mix? Yeah, I think right now you're looking at him – Personally, I, I probably have more confidence in him than everybody except for Ryan Helsley, and Helsley is a guy who uh, isn't always available. So uh, this probably has a lot to do with what Giovanni Gallegos looks like as, as when he gets into um, – uh, when he comes to camp, and you know he he had a pretty solid track record before this past season. So if he returns to form, he's probably got the eighth inning and, and some version of Kittredge or JoJo Romero or probably your seventh inning guy. But he clearly makes the bullpen better, and I think he's a guy that you can trust in high leverage situations. So this is um, this is a move here to address the bullpen. We all assumed they were going to do something before spring, spring training happened, which is uh, next month. I mean, we're about, what, a little over a month away from from pitchers and catchers reporting. So we're getting very, very close to it. Do you see them doing something else before we get there? Yeah, I, I guess the question is, something of significance right like they're going to they're they're going to add players they're going to bring you know players in on minor league contracts with invite to spring training with an opportunity to make the team but are they going to bring in another player who's a, a surefire bet 
to make the team? And I, I really don't have an answer to that question at this point because I'd like them to. I, I feel like there's still work to do. I think uh, they could still add to the bullpen. That would make me more comfortable. They could still add to the top of the rotation if something happens. You know, every time Ken Rosenthal talks about Dylan Cease, he mentions the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. I, I I don't expect that to happen, but man, if it did happen, uh, that would be that'd be great. And if there's some of these teams that have a big time need for a starting pitcher right now that are in the market for Cease, and, and the White Sox continue to kind of futz around, and all of a sudden these guys, these other teams focus on something else, whether it's other free agents or you know other trades or, or free agents. Maybe all of a sudden uh, the Cardinals are the last team standing, still talking about Cease, and something happens. I don't know that that would really make the team a lot better. You'd love to insert him along with Sonny Gray at the top of the rotation, but it's just it's. I, I think they're probably fairly comfortable if we're being very honest about things. I think they're probably fairly comfortable with where the roster is at right now. Well, let's dream a little bit. Yankees, Red Sox, Dodgers also are listed as possible suitors for him. It, all the work they've done in the offseason with the rotation, I mean, you add that guy to mix, now we're talking. Like, I mean, we are, I, I think you've really put yourself in very good position if you add C's to the mix. Yeah, I keep saying over and over that it feels like there's there's a very large gap between the top teams in the National League and where the Cardinals are at. That doesn't mean that the Car- uh, this version of the Cardinals, especially if the Cubs don't do anything more, this version of the Cardinals absolutely could win the NL Central. But are they going to go beat the Dodgers, the Braves, the Phillies, uh, you know, we, we, we can do the, you know, anything can happen in the postseason sort of thing, but if you're just basing it off, off the talent and the roster, it feels like there's a gap between the Cardinals and those teams that I just mentioned. Is there, um, as you look at the offseason, forget about just the Cardinals, or you can include them in the mix, I guess, um, but I'm not talking specifically about them. We've had the Otani deal happen, Yamamoto going to the Dodgers. They just also get uh, Teoscar Hernandez, also, the, you know, that, that yeah. happened over the weekend too. So they're really loading up. But aside from what the Dodgers did, is this about the amount of movement you expected during this offseason? I thought it was going to be a little bit more, and then I started to hedge that bet when, you know, right at the beginning of the offseason we're hearing from – the Twins and the Padres and, and even the Mets to a certain extent that they're looking to reduce payroll. And you listen to what teams say, and, and they kind of speak for all of baseball. And there's always going to be an outlier here and an outlier there. But for the most part, it, it feels like Major League Baseball teams kind of work in concert on whether or not it's going to be a very aggressive offseason or whether it's going to kind of be a slow offseason. So based off what happened last year in the offseason, when they were that was their first offseason post-collective bargaining agreement, I thought that was kind of setting the tone for what movement and what spending was going to look like moving forward. Then we get to this offseason. It hasn't really happened that way. Some of it is connected to the uncertainty when it comes to uh, regional sports networks, and we've certainly talked about that a lot. And um, But yeah, I've been a little bit... I have been surprised based off what my uh, thought was going to was going into the off season, but I'm not really surprised after I started to hear what some of the teams were saying out loud. Um, the Cardinals uh, countdown to opening day show six to eight on Thursday. Yeah, you're, you're you've still yes. got it this week. Okay, um, so that is coming up. Always want to promote that. That is happening. We will talk to you again on Thursday, but wanted to mention that that um, until we get to the season, it is the or until we get to opening day. Yeah, uh, countdown to opening day, six to eight o'clock, right here on KMOX with Matt Pauley and Mike Claiborne. 
and a bunch of guests. It's a it's a very good show to to whet your Cardinals appetite. But let's let's shift the football here. The Chiefs know who I, they I, are. Can going I before you oh, say yeah, anything? Go ahead. Yeah, sure. You were just having a complete meltdown on Twitter yesterday. Oh my gosh! Oh, about isn't the it bear- fun? Ugh. That's I. That's the only reason I turned on the Bears game is I start watching Ranji's Twitter feed, and it's it's an it's emotional. I was losing it yesterday. You were you were absolutely, absolutely losing you're, it. You're calling the at NFL officiating Twitter Every account, time. which is just some social <laughs> media intern. You're calling them names on yeah. Twitter. Come yeah. on, Ranj, be better. I I, I, t- I tell them too. I said, listen, I know that you are, and I said this to them last week. There there is an NFL officiating official Twitter account. And last week I said, listen, I know that you are just the social media person, but if you could please pass along to somebody who matters over there that your people suck, I need you to do it. Because they're you did letting... not put that disclaimer on yesterday. Not yesterday. I'm over that. <laughs> but I did every single time anybody <laughs> tweeted about Justin Fields taking headshots and no penalty being called, I tagged them in it. I know it's going to have effect. It's going to work. Have they, uh, have they blocked you? No, I kind of want them to. Because the like the Major League Baseball uh, umpires union or umpires association, they block people all the time. Do have they? You, do they block? Have you? they blocked yes. you? They've not blocked me, but uh, they. If you Losers. are very outspoken about the performance of umpires and you tag them, you get blocked. Look, absolute losers. These people, these officials are losers. There's a there's a young guy out there mm-hmm. who's fighting for his life. He's constantly taking headshots. He slides to give himself up like quarterbacks are supposed to, and then you're not supposed to go and run into them full force. It happens every single week, and every single week they don't throw a flag. I mentioned this earlier, Matt Pauley, and I'll ask you the question. I bet you know the answer. Do you know how many times a personal foul has been called for Justin Fields this year? I don't. I, I mean, it's obviously a very small number. I, I want to say num- zero, but I feel like there's no way smaller. that's a thing. It is zero. Zero, oh. even though he's taking a hit a game that is clearly late. Are you more upset by the officiating or are you more upset about the uh, apoplexy of Eberflus? A, both. Starts with the officiating. So here's the other thing, Matt Pauley. You got this doofus. Matt Eberflus, their head coach, who doesn't protect his guy. You know what you're supposed to do when... Your quarterback, the most important guy on the field for you. You know what you're supposed to do when go crazy on the officials. Yes, yeah, Wear yeah. Like I'm a, them I'm, man. Out. I am, I am such a big believer in uh, coaches, managers. Man, your your the players, your your players need yes. to believe that you've got their back 100 percent of the time. You as a leader, you got to be the guy to say, "This isn't your fight. This is my fight. Let me take care of this." Yes. Um. That's you know that Oliver Marmel gets thrown out of a lot of games, and I have no problem with it because you know what he's doing? He's he, he's backing up his players. Yep. And so no, I I'm I'm with you 100 percent on that one. As a coach, as a manager, anything, take that burden off the players, and you as a leader, go, go after the officials when you need to. And also, I do believe in the element in all these sports. I believe in the element of working the officials. I don't think it matters a ton. I don't think that each umpire, each official, each referee is worried about getting yelled at by the coaches. But I do think it seeps in a little bit. 
where no, they, where they at least yeah. become aware to look for certain things and then more exactly. inclined to make those calls. So I do believe in managers and coaches working the officials. Yeah, if you if you go up to an official, referee, an umpire, whatever, and you say this is happening over and over and over again, please look out for this. There is a very good chance that the next time, or even as the play is happening, at that point the coach could be like, look what I just told you, this is going on right now. So yeah, making officials aware of what you're seeing that they're not calling is a very important part of, of, of all sports. Well, Eberflus is asleep on the sideline, dope. Somebody wake him up. He's asleep. Hope hey, he's fired today. Matt, who do you have tonight? Either the Washington Huskies or the Michigan Wolverines, because one of them is going to have their first loss. Yeah, I think Michigan wins. Everybody's picking Washington. Like Michigan's favored by I think five and a half. So, uh, you know, but th- that sector of the world is, is picking Michigan. But I keep talking to people who, you know, are bringing up the fact that Washington wins all these close games and they just kind of find a way to get it done. Yada yada yada. Maybe I've got an anti-Pac-12 bias. I don't know. Uh, but I just think Michigan's the better team. Yeah, I can't. Dis- I think I want Michigan to lose just because I have a couple of friends who are Michigan fans, and I want nothing good for them. So, oh, huh. you're such a good friend, Ron. Yeah, I'm Mr. Positivity over here. Yeah, this guy. I'm this up for an guy. award. You Did know? you? When do you find out if you won? I don't know. I Couldn't hope you, you win because I want you to have to go to another work event, hopefully <laughs> on a Friday evening. Hope you have to go too. So- I so the, it's funny that you do that because with me, and I'm not trying to say that I'm a better person than you, even though I might be. Um, when down, when I went to school at mm-hmm. K-State, all my best friends were from Kansas City. Mm-hmm. And I wanted them to have good things in life because they were my friends. So at that point, I kind of started re- rooting for teams like the Royals and the Chiefs and things like that, as long as they weren't going against the teams that I really cared for. Mm-hmm. But if it was sort of an indifferent situation, I found myself rooting for Kansas City teams just because my closest friends were fans of those teams and I wanted good things for mm-hmm. them. So that's the Matt Pauley approach where the Chris Ronji approach is, yeah, my friends want Michigan to win, so screw them. I hope they lose. Well, that's because your friends, Matt Pauley, aren't buttholes. That's true. And when you, when you, you want have, bad when you have things friends, for me. Oh, well, yeah, you're kind of a butthole, too. No. But when, when your friends, when your friends are constantly in your face about their teams, obviously you want but those teams if, to lose. What if they're nice? Because I don't like the Cincinnati Reds or the Columbus Blue Jackets, and even if Mason Jar owned the teams, I don't think I could root for them. And Mason Jar's See? a great guy, obviously. Again, my, my premise is it's when there's not a, a – like, if my best friend become, is a Cubs fan, I'm not going to start rooting for the Cubs. Like, there's okay. if my best friend's a KU fan, I'm not going to start rooting for KU. It has to be, you know, kind of this from this position of neutrality. I didn't really care about the Chiefs or the Royals or teams like that prior to having a lot of friends from Kansas City. A text message uh, says, I'm a lifelong Packers fan. Oh, see where this is going to go. Sure, it's going to be brilliant. Let me continue. The -hmm. reason no penalty was called is because it was a legal hit, quit whining. He was giving himself up. You can't hit the quarterback if he's sliding to give himself up. You Those are the him. people that I spent That's six the whole and reason a half the years slide. talking to when I was living in Wisconsin. That is the whole reason the slide exists, is that if you give yourself up, they can't hit you, Packers yeah. fans. I have a cheesehead. These Packers fans, who mm-hmm. are probably from Wisconsin, mm-hmm. their brains are just ice. 
Well, it's their cold. brains are ice. It's cold up there. Well, think about it. it's constantly thawing and refreezing. There's and a lot of Packers fans here. Like, if you walk into it, I think Costco like represents life sometimes. And <laughs> if you walk into a Costco like 20 minutes after a Packers game ends, like a quarter of the people there are wearing Packers stuff. It was the weirdest. The first time we experienced mm-hmm. that after we came here, it was the weirdest thing because we're at a Costco and it felt like we were living in Wisconsin again because everybody's wearing Packers. Same thing with the Chiefs. If you walk into a Costco a half hour after a Chiefs game ends, half the people are wearing Chiefs stuff. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Test well, it. Anyway, you can, you can test that theory. Go hey, to your local Chiefs. Uh, Chiefs are playing uh, on Saturday evening. The game will right be here. Be here on KMOX. You can listen to it. It is the uh, first playoff game for them. So, and for all the people who don't have Peacock, that's your way to listen to it. Right here for free. Yeah. Matt Pauley, talk to you Thursday. Sounds good. Thanks, guys. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.